We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCrady and Pinnacle Trust financial guru Martin Palomo, the Mind on My Money podcast tackles the financial questions we're all thinking about. From paying for college to saving for retirement, from life insurance needs to 401ks and everything in between. The goal is to help you take the stress out of financial concerns and give you some tips to enjoy life while your mind is on your money. Now here are your hosts, Neil McCrady. And Martin Paloma. Welcome into another edition of Mind of My Money presented by Argent Wealth. See, I got it right. Argent Wealth. Did great, man. They have, uh, I guess, we rebranded. Rebranded. Yeah. So Argent Wealth. Martin Palomo of Argent Wealth in Jackson joins me uh, momentarily. I'll tell you real quick, uh, I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Uh, Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is that number. Call it when you need some advice on a car. Uh, kind of going a little quicker today. We It's recruiting season for me. Uh, Thursday has become a busier Thursday than usual because of all the recruiting stuff, so I'm having to cram some things in. Martin's kind enough to uh, sort of condense his schedule as well. So, Martin, uh, tell the people what's going on at Argent and how they can get in touch with you all. Yeah, um, man. Same team, same office, same business as usual, uh, new name. So it's, uh, we do have, uh, you know, we had a partnership with Argent previously, uh, they co-invested with us. And, um, so this was kind of the plan long-term. There were some things that happened. We accelerated it, uh, which was reason being it was, it was uh, a good opportunity for us to enter into some markets that we didn't, that we didn't currently have a foothold in. So anyway, it's the same crew here, same phone number, 601-957-0323. Uh, the only thing that has changed is the email if folks want to reach out to us uh, out of curiosity or or they've been listeners in the past and kind of know uh, that we help people put their financial puzzle together with them. Uh, they can email us info at myargent, A-R-G-E-N-T, wealth.com. So this caught my attention. You and I were talking about it just a moment ago. Um, out of the Wall Street Journal, it's Georgia's flat tax advances. I've always been interested in what would happen nationally if we had a flat tax. Yeah, I'm for it. I think. Um, I think our current tax system is is um criminal. I'm trying to think of the right word. I think it's abusive. <laughs> I do. No, I seriously do. No, um, I I like it because it, yeah, I, it's like I think it, it's, you get I think penalized for making more money. Yeah. We, we punish success in this country instead of incentivizing success. Uh, we punish success. Um, it's wrong. It, it, it's, it, it does not promote growth. It does not promote um, achievement. It's wrong morally. It's wrong ethically. And I have a feeling that it's probably wrong financially. We do so many things in our country that are so idiotic as it pertains to tax. Um, and and I get as you know this. This is one of my probably my most my most passionate thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I really believe what I'm about to say. The system is set up so that people who are generally oblivious to what's going on in the world and in their lives and in their own financial world, they don't know how much money they lose to taxes because they never see the money. Correct. Uh, if you ever get in a position like mine where you actually see the money and watch it disappear, 
yeah, and, see how much, and see how much of it goes away, you go, whoa, 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 what? Yep. I mean, I pay monthly, yeah. quarterly, and end up owing at the end. Yep. And every same, year. Same. And it's insane. It is insane. And um, it's wrong. And why we don't do something about it as a nation, it ought to be something we all rise up. We all should feel the same way about our money. We earned it. You shouldn't just give it away. Yeah, And, you and then you think about how many times your dollar actually gets taxed. Because we're just talking about yeah. the first time it gets taxed. Yeah. No, it gets right out of your paycheck. It get ta it gets taxed repeatedly. And now they want to put in a lot of these inheritance taxes. They want to put in, they want to tax you to death. They do not like people like me. They do not like independent contractors. They do not like people who are not beholden to some sort of corporate world or beholden to uh the government. Yeah. They don't like those people. I it, it it's you can't convince me otherwise. And well, so, and I know for folks who are W-2s as well, um, like when when Trump, uh, his uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, that was, I think that was 2019, it may have been 2017. My my years run together now from the stupidity of COVID. Um, but it used to be like, so guys like me who, um, you know, do work for a business, but earn a W-2 wage instead of a 1099, but I use my vehicle for, you know, like when I come to Oxford to see clients, uh, I used to be able to write those miles off as a business expense, um, you know, an unreimbursed business expense. Yeah. And uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act said, no, you know, you're no longer going to be able to do that. It's up to your employer to, you know, to actually reimburse you. And the thing that is kind of the silliness is the the employer can tell you one of two things. They can tell you no, or they can tell you, Hey, I'm going to re I'll reimburse you for what your gas expense was, but I'm not reimbursing you for the actual mileage, the wear and tear on your vehicle. So there are some stupid, there are some stupid things that have happened in tax codes, you know, in the, in the recent years. And <clears throat> I'm, I'm kind of, I'm on your boat, man. I think that, I think a flat tax, I think a simplified tax system makes the most sense. Uh, I, I realize that we do have to, you know, we need to pay for things in this country. I don't think anyone is going to argue that paying for um, education, um, police and fire, uh, you know, roads, yep. infrastructure. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone's going to tell you that is not worth paying for. Um but people probably would say, hey, you know what? I want to be in control of, you know, if I want to give money to Ukraine, let me give the money to Ukraine. Mm -hmm. If I want to give the money to um, St. Jude, let yep. me give money. Let me make that decision. Yep. A lot I of don't social want... programs in our country are flawed. Yeah. Uh, yeah they're yeah. full of pork. It, it's the whole deal. If I give you $1,000 to go Christmas shopping. Yes. Okay. We're almost at the holidays. Probably one more show. Merry, we'll break Merry the Christmas. holidays. Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> if I give you a thousand dollars, you're going to, that's it. A thousand dollars, not a thousand and one, not a thousand and seven, not six thousand, one thousand dollars. You are going to pay attention to where your money's going. You're going to shop. You're going to actually okay. shop for a better deal. You're going to make decisions. You're going to think about things. You know, before you spend seven hundred dollars on one item, you're gonna go, okay, that's only gonna leave me with three hundred for this. Am I gonna be able to do this or should I not get that item? Right. You're gonna have that conversation. You're gonna make some and some people, and this is the hard part in our country. This is the hard part. Some people are gonna screw that up. Yes. They're not gonna have presents for everybody. They're gonna run out. Yeah. You know I mean, hey, Mark, they'll eat, and so one of two things will happen to those people. You'll either learn from it or you won't. And if you don't, you don't. Yep. I mean, you can't this. We've got this culture right now. I'm, I'm on my soapbox because this topic bugs me where we just take care. Of, well, well, you know what? Just, just throw more money at it. Throw more money at it. Throw more money at it. And it doesn't doesn't fix anything. This is yep. it's a passionate thing. We, we should teach some degree of fiscal responsibility. And you have to teach that, hey, sometimes. 
you can't have everything you want. I, I don't get to have everything I want. There's things that I'd love to do. I can't do. There's things in, in this studio that I would love to do for MPW Digital. Yeah. But I just don't have the financial resources to do it. I can't justify no, it. Dude. I mean, money is finite, right? It's a cost-benefit analysis, and we should do more cost-benefit analysis. You know, everything. But it, to this story in, in, in Georgia, um, state governments aren't known to run ahead of schedule, but Georgia lawmakers plan to deliver early on a promised tax cut. The acceleration is made possible by another state budget surplus. As Governor Brian Kemp put it, this is what happens when you budget conservatively. The governor announced the updated tax cuts Monday to set the agenda for the coming legislative session. The new proposal would enact a flat income tax rate of 5.39% uh, beginning next year, which feels like a really high state income tax. Well, yeah, uh, relative to us, yes, it definitely does. A, a, a leap forward from the state's current six brackets and 5.75% top rate. Oh, it is. So it is. Theirs is progressive. Yeah, they had a progressive. So I didn't. I just, yeah. man, and here's me. I'll, I'll tell them myself, man. I just assume because Mississippi is not a progressive, um, you know, state tax. It's like 5%. It's just flat. Everybody pays 5% sales tax. You have your deductions and stuff like that. But um, I just assumed that all states were that way. Anyway, keep continue on, sir. Uh, shorten the timeline of a tax reform already underway. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's, um, it's the top rate will continue to fall each year in this proposal until it settles at 4.99% in 2029. The new plan shaves an extra 0.1% off the current rate ahead of schedule and puts the tax on course to reach its terminal level by 2028. Um, State of Georgia had a $5.3 billion surplus for 2022. Maybe we should get Brian Kemp to run for president. Um and the income tax alone <laughs> collected at $17 billion in Georgia. Speeding up the reform will lock in the lower rates since it's politically tougher to reverse cuts once voters are used to them, obviously. Yep. Uh, that's yep. valuable insurance in a state like Georgia where Democrats gained legislative seats in 2022. Proof of the concept is on view in Arizona where former GOP Governor Doug Ducey accelerated a flat tax plan that has survived under his Democratic successor. One temptation for Georgia lawmakers will be to set aside part of the surplus for rebate checks. At least 18 states offered one-off payments to taxpayers last year, including Georgia, where each filer got back $250 at a total cost of $1.1 billion. These mm -hmm. refunds are popular, but they do nothing to improve a state's tax burden or investment climate. Uh, kind of goes on and on. I... I, I I just like the idea. I like the idea of no, we're we're going to lock this in. We're going to reduce taxes, and we're going to make it more difficult to uh, overturn this and and put in. I think the idea of a progressive tax is is borderline evil. Yeah, and I just wonder the perspective of for the for the progressive tax. Is it? Because you know, I mean, I guess you can always look at things from two to two, at least two, sometimes more than that, different ways. I wonder if the whole thing, if the way that they looked at it was, Hey, our, our, uh, our income tax at the federal level is let's just say 37%. But if you make less, we don't want to penalize you. We're going to allow you to pay a smaller amount depending on your income. Or did they start off saying like, Hey, we, want to you know tax heavier the folks that make more money and but we want to win votes for folks that make you know that make less money and we're going to because there are significantly larger number of people that fall into the lower tax brackets just by volume but the bulk of the money collected comes from the folks in the highest bracket. So it's like a, I guess if you're politicizing things, which I don't know if I'm, I could give them the benefit of the doubt that it didn't start political, but I can a hundred percent see how that would be set up for political gain saying like, Hey, you know, we still need to collect our money. So we're unwilling to drop the, the rates on the big guys, but you know, we can use this as political fodder to try to gain the votes of the 
the so little what's man. your political theory? What's your what's your economic theory on this? What do you say to the people who say, well, if you cut tax rates on the rich, they're just going to squirrel away more money? I don't know if that's true, man, because you've, if you still if you look at the wealthy, the the wealthier folks and OK, I have a real time scientific data pool for this. Our clients. Our wealthier clients give a ton a ton they don't have to and i realize that some of it is for tax purposes but they give a significant amount of money to things that they believe in i think that if they had to pay less in taxes so if they kept more of what is theirs they probably would would give more too that's just my my econ my economic theory is that is that the dollar would get spread around more and folks who are not retired, but are still, you know, working and in business. I, I mean, like for me, I mean, okay, I run my firm, um, the CEO of our firm, I make all the decisions. I, I shouldn't say uh, my team, but the buck stops at me for making decisions. If you told me, Hey, Martin, uh, we're going to tax you a little bit less than we do now. You know, there would be things that I would invest in. I would invest in, you know, more space. Um, I would probably try to recruit more dudes or females to more advisors to come, to come here. Uh, I would build a larger firm and I would do a whole lot more in my community because yeah. I have the cash to do it. And well, that's my, and point, the, right? my local community has a greater impact on my, you know, uh, my, my feeling, my sense of community, my sense of joy and happiness. Like I can actually see my impact at work and like in Jackson, there are tons of great, and we support a lot of, um, you know, a lot of, uh, community-based uh, firms with either cash or, uh, you know, our volunteer hours too. And we love, we love seeing the impact. Like my wife, man, I'm going to brag on Jen for just a minute. If you'll allow me to. Sure. She volunteers full-time at a special needs school here in Jackson called the little lighthouse, the little lighthouse. Uh, intentionally does not take uh, funding from the government. The reason they don't take funding from the government is because as soon as they take money from the state, they have to abide by the state's rules and they don't want to abide by the state's rules. They want to care for these kids the way they want to. Of course, theirs tends to be, or theirs is a, uh, you know, a spiritual religious program because they're loving on those kids and a lot of churches support them too. But like, that's something that I see an impact and the impact that it's had in my house, because my wife comes home fulfilled. I know. She, I mean, she has some tough days where, mm -hmm. you know, kids misbehave, but she's going to work every day. I say work. I mean, she's a full-time volunteer. She gets paid nothing, but she loves it. And she comes home like joyous. She's fulfilled. She's doing something bigger than herself. And I, we give money. We personally give money to the little lighthouse. The company supports their races their golf tournaments their fundraisers you know we show up and we volunteer we give with our hands too and it's like dude i see the impact of that versus if i just give my money to the government and i'm sure they do some good stuff but i don't see that i don't see the impact there i mean i certainly would rather give my money to you know special needs kids in jackson mississippi than ukraine i'm sorry i'll say it and people can beat me up uh it's not that i don't care about my fellow human but you know, I love my, my community. No doubt. I'm, I'm totally, locally. no, I mean, well, I mean, the, the whole Ukraine thing is, is back to the Christmas shopping analogy. You send this money to Ukraine and then nobody ever tells us where it's going. What's it yeah, do? How it's spent. Or what are we, what are we accomplishing? Can yeah. someone show me if I give you $500 million for roads and I look up and there are no new roads and you didn't fix the current roads, like, well, what'd you do? Yeah. What'd you do with the road money, Martin? Well, I got the money, Neil, and we, we've used it properly. Now, the way our government works, we're supposed to go, oh, okay, cool. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Hey, have a good day. No, good I mean, day. Where, where are the roads? What, what'd you do? Where'd you fix? The roads are still bad. What'd you do? Um, we send $11 billion to, to um, Ukraine and then have the audacity, some of us who, I guess, we're bad people. Okay, so has Ukraine gained a square inch in this war? 
What have they I'm done? What's happening? No one knows. Right. I think it's a fair question to say, where's my money going? It's a, yes. When you, when. See, dude, and I would even also be okay if the, if the government said, Hey, you know what, Martin, I'm taxing you at 37%, but of your 37%, um, you know, the, there is 20% of that is allocated to social programs. So what we're going to do, we're not going to let you keep that money. We're going to put it in this little separate account. You're still going to pay it in, but you get to decide how you spend it in Jackson. I would, I would be okay with that. If I get to make the decision on, on, on who and who gets that money. 37%. Well, it's actually not 37%, dude, because it's 37 plus the 3.8 Obama uh, care yeah, I know. tax. So, I mean, it's. Think about yeah. that. You think, you think the. Think the founding fathers, if you had told them 250 years ago that 41 cents of every dollar that they earn, it's the key word, by the way, earn, goes to taxes, you think they would have been like, yeah, this is worth it. We'll, we'll risk everything. Well, dude, I mean, isn't that what we had a war about? I mean, and I realize it was more than just paying the tax. It was, it was a representation. Lot of it. And, was, but, yeah. There was a lot of it. Don't you think they'd say, well, well, that's not really worth it? Yeah. That's what I think. I mean, look, to, to further your point, right? I mean, the, the improvements that I'd love to make in this studio, the, the, if, if, if I could keep a lot of the money that I earned, I would think about maybe even renting a studio space, like, like really going all in, you know, but that's not possible. And I kind of think that's by design, if I'm honest. I, I, I think it's a flawed, I, I think we're, I think socially we've come to a place where we just are unwilling we're unwilling to tell people that they're failing. We're unwilling. <laughs> we're unwilling to say, well, you're, you are the way you are because you're not working. You're not, yeah. you're not being productive enough. You're not efforting enough. And Hey, here's the deal. We're not giving you anything anymore. So figure it out, buttercup. Yeah. And then, you know, most people will, most people go, okay, well, I got to make money. Then you hear people go, well, if you do that, they're going to revolt. Great. Okay. Let them revolt. And so, you know, I don't know. I just. Folks, folks might actually get a little bit more fiscally conservative if they realize if they're working their tails off and no taxes are withheld and they have to go to the, you know, to the tax assessor's office every month or every quarter and write that check. Sometimes but you're right. It does. I mean, dude, it does. Folks don't realize how much they pay because truth of the truth of the matter is, is people that actually budget, which which there's not a ton of people that actually budget to people that actually budget in their household. They don't look at their gross pay. They look at what gets deposited in their checking account. Yeah, that's my point. I wonder how much those people would do if they had more of their gross pay, how much better they would be able to function, how much better their lives would be. Right. I mean, and, and so if, if, if I were to say to them, see, that's, that's what I would love to do. I would love to say, here is your gross pay. Um, now I'm going to take some of that away for taxes. You'd be a little more, you'd have more questions about, well, where's that going? Yeah. Why, why, why are you taking that much? Well, and I've always and, said, make people go to city hall. Yeah, no, you have. Uh, that's why I, I, I just repeated words you said in past shows. Make them go to the tax assessor office each month, each quarter, mm -hmm. and write the check. Write the check, man. Whew. It's painful. Oh, they 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 would revolt. They would well, start, dude. They people, and it's would go, still, people would start to get really angry. It's still not the whole picture either, because like most people who are W twos, even if they pay attention to their gross, and like let's just say someone makes, I'm going to make numbers up. You know, four thousand dollars a month gross, right? And their take home pay is. I don't know. I'm going to just say $3,200. That's a 20% reduction. That's just a guess. And they look at that and they say, and some of that is probably, you know, insurance stuff taken out. But let's just say, you know, um, let's say that 20% of their paycheck goes to their federal and state taxes, but that's not all of it that's going to the government. They don't see the 16.5% that their employer pays on their behalf. So really it's a total of in that scenario, call it almost 40% of their income goes to, you know, to our government. And most, most folks don't realize that their employer 
is required to pay um, taxes on their behalf. And if they were 1099 or own their own business like you or I, not only do we don't have someone that pays that uh, that tax, those taxes for us, we pay the whole amount. <laughs> we, yeah. we we are the employer, so we play the we pay bleh, we pay the employer's half and our half, and that's where I think that's people where my, maybe, my, my accountant always says, "Are you are you good for me to run payroll?" And I I've over the, at first when this started, I was like, "What does that mean?" And now I realize <laughs> that's the extra tax. Yeah, that's the she's yes yeah, she's and the, where the, the hell does that money go? I mean, well, it goes it to goes, it goes in the pot for federal, for in, income tax, dude. Yeah, it just goes to the federal. But it's the phantom amount, and I'm going to call it phantom amount because it's actually real money. But it's the phantom amount that most people don't see, and some people might say, "Oh, well, gosh, man, I'm my, you know, my actual uh, real tax rate is is only twenty percent when I do my taxes, you know, either my accountant or TurboTax or whatever." And then, you know, but fo- or I say, and then, and folks don't realize that. That is not true. That's not their real amount because there were taxes paid on their behalf into the system. You know, and a lot of it is for Social Security, for, you know, Medicare, um, you know, for 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 programs like that, which, I mean, that's a whole other topic, dude, that we could go down a rabbit hole and probably do one or two shows on Social Security and Medicare. Um, and... I think people should uh, should really understand more of of how all of this in, impacts their financial life. But we don't get we're not taught those things in school. We're not taught those things in college. We, I guess, the best chance that we have of learning those things is either parents who teach us, or we have to go discover it on our own. You know, and it may be some of our listeners that you know listen to our show that's that are learning based on what we do, but man, it's, it is, uh, it is not a tool that we are equipped with, you know, during our education years. And I think that is more important. I'm not saying, uh, I'm not saying that history and literature and math and science are not important by any stretch of the imagination, but this is practical and it's something you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. And it's not taught. And I won't go conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory and say, that's intentional because the government wants you to be ignorant about what they're actually doing. Because I that I can put the, you know, I can put the conspiracy theory hat on and make a case for that. I just think that folks uh, just don't probably get overwhelmed if we're being honest uh, with the tax stuff. And then they just say, Hey, you know what? I'm, I don't understand it. I'm overwhelmed. And so I'm not even going to, address it which probably is no, I what think, our government wants i think it's intentional i don't i don't think they would want that taught and it's one of the reasons like if you ever pay attention to the way i'm gonna make some people mad here i know but like the way that the american revolution is taught now in schools it's taught on an almost way way almost a cartoon character level it's not we don't really dive into the revolution which is the formation of the country they don't really do it they teach it and they learn the basics and they learn some stuff but they don't really make the time to dive in at at the public school level no they might at private schools but they don't they don't at the public school level and i'll get pushback on this and people will tell me i'm wrong I'm, i'm not i've watched it We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. That's intentional. It's all intentional. It's not the fault of the teachers, by the way. It's the fault of the system. There you go. I mean, the public school system is set up to spend so much time on getting ready for the state test, which has no bearing on anything that the kids are learning or not learning. It's all about funding and all that BS. It's a complete disaster. I could, we could do a whole show on that. I'd love to, I'd, I'd love to have that conversation with why, why do we, why do we ne- basically negate an entire month of the education system to get ready for a state test? That doesn't matter. If the kids all made a zero on it, on the state test, it does nothing to them. Yeah. In I COVID, mean, in, in COVID I, what I, what I wanted to advocate, but I would have just made even more enemies when they were making the kids mask all year. I was like, man, what would the, the ultimate revenge for the kids would be to intentionally fail this test as badly as humanly possible. <laughs> just yeah. bomb it. Just go yeah, straight. It, just a on every answer. A. And if there was a question, no you, there, there was a question where you had to write an answer to it. Just write. I'm tired. Of applicable. This, I'm tired of this mask. I'm tired of this mask. Not applicable. <laughs> or I don't know. Or bananas. We just, didn't learn this. I, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> bananas, chocolate, New York Yankees, just for random. I mean, just just it would have been would have been amusing, but that's me being a jerk. Uh, did you keep okay up to, at all? Okay keep up at all with this uh, Republican debate last night, uh, dude? I totally missed the Republican debate last night. Uh, I was my daughter, my oldest daughter Bella, had knee surgery yesterday just a, a partial tear repair um so i was in uh, i was i was in nurse mode yesterday and last night and i i completely missed completely missed the debate had it on my calendar completely missed it i don't know that anything big happened the the the, the big gotcha moment was vivek Ramaswamy went after nikki haley mm. um, he accused her of uh, i imagine it didn't go well for him actually went pretty well for him because he 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 challenged her to name any of the provinces i think or, or of of ukraine and she couldn't of course oh man where all the money's going um he he called her a puppet he goes after her about you know her wealth that she has accumulated on corporate boards says she's a puppet of the puppet masters that was his one of his things um said he called her corrupt what's interesting is is that here we are um, here we are in, in early December and the Iowa caucuses are not that far away. Nope. And I mean, super Tuesday is what February. Yeah. Is that I mean, right? Yeah. You know, so we're about to get to January and then right into February and there's no sign whatsoever that, that any of these candidates can uh, gain any real traction on Trump and on the democratic side, as much as Biden is, um, stumbling kind of bumbling his way through his third year of his presidency there's no sign whatsoever of any significance that the democrats are worried about it they they believe he's the guy to beat trump and so i i i've told you this is i mean repetitive i keep waiting for this something to happen where it's like okay it's not going to be trump versus biden but sure kind of looks like it Uh, i think it is Uh, desantis and haley have both polled fairly well in iowa Haley has polled quite well well in New Hampshire, but not enough to really make a dent on Trump. And then well, Ramos, I mean, dude, Ramaswamy's I, just he he's just out there, he's just out there swinging swinging the cudgel and trying then, to throw haymakers to the land. I, I don't know why Chris Christie's still in the race. I mean, he's he's wasting oxygen at this point. 
Well, I mean, dude, uh, I haven't looked at polls lately either. Uh, have you looked at any polls? Um, yeah. As of recent? Yeah, there's some. Let's see. Uh, I'll, I'll pull that up. There there are some. Because uh, I'm just curious. I mean, I, I, I feel like everyone is is vying. Everyone that's not Trump is vying for the for the number two seat. Because I, I don't think there's going to be anyone that's that's going to unseat him. Um, Joe Biden, his uh, disapproval, his approval disapproval poll, forty-five uh, percent approval, fifty-three percent disapproval. Um, people have a very negative view of Congress right now. Um, other approval polls: The Economist, the YouGov, The Economist, fifty-five uh, percent disapproval. 43% approval for uh for Biden. Uh, people disapprove of the Supreme Court. Um presidential general election, the economist Biden has uh Trump winning by one. So I'm sure that's within the margin of error. I'm sorry, Biden, Biden up one, not Trump. Um in a generic ballot, which of course I'm, there's never going to be a generic ballot but in a generic ballot the democrats lead by one um i'm looking if i can find some head-to-head there were some matchups between here we go um morning consult as biden and trump even uh big village i don't know what big village is um, it has Trump up six, another up six, and another up eight, which feels awfully big. Um, that does feel awfully big. Uh, I was looking for some state races because that was the the. Um, it's where obviously look this thing, our elections now come down to the following states, right? It's Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, um, New Hampshire. Georgia, North Carolina, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada. I'm probably missing something, but it's basically those states. The others, like Mississippi is not a race. California is not a race. Texas, as much as the Democrats try to say Texas is going to be purple, Texas is not purple. Yeah. I mean, Virginia is kind of purple, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's blue. leaning a little more blue. Yeah. I would, I mean, I would, I would kind of view Virginia to the Republicans the way Texas is to Democrats, where you you think you should be more competitive there, but you're not. And really, I guess that's all coming from uh, Fairfax County and and Arlington County, because the rest of Virginia, but that the population center in Virginia is, is Metro DC. Yeah, and that's incredibly Democrat. Uh, let's see, I'll try this one, Trafalgar Group. I was yeah, I was just kind of curious, man, because I haven't looked I haven't looked in a in a bit because probably the last time I looked at polls was before I went to my men's retreat. And then I've kind of been a little disconnected from what's going on in politics uh since then. Although um I've I I definitely will be diving right right back in. Cause I mean you dude, you really kind of think about it. We we really have one more week. Of where people are really paying attention. Yeah, then everybody goes um, to the holidays, and then it's January. And Trump- then it's January, and then, I mean, it's probably, what, when does voting begin in Iowa? I know it's not, I know Super Tuesday is February, but voting begins in Iowa before Super Tuesday, right? I'm not sure. I think, is it January when it starts? I mean, dude, I we're know. there, man. It's it's kind of crazy to think about it. We're, in we're Iowa in right it. now, this is according to Trafalgar Group. This is an Iowa GOP caucus ballot. Um, Trump leads 45.3% to DeSantis 21.7, Haley 19.4, uh, Ramaswamy's at 4.7, Christie's at 4.1, and then there's a couple people at one point something, but it's, you know. So Trump's got a, a monumental lead there. Uh, among Democrats in a national Republican ballot, Trump gets 53.5% of the support, DeSantis 16.7. Haley 16.2, Christie at 6.3, Ramaswamy at 4.3, then a couple under 1%. That's December of 23, so pretty national survey. Um, I mean, I think that's where the, you know, the, 
what you're looking for is what happens in Iowa. A lot of the swing state stuff doesn't like those ballots, those polls don't really matter. But what's hurting Biden right now is his, his, his disapproval rating is just bad. And so yep. a, a, a president that doesn't have a decent approval rating, you're not going to get great turnout. And that's where that's where he's vulnerable. I mean, if you listen, yeah. to, if you listen to political people who know what they're talking about, even Democratic political people who know what they're talking about, they will tell you that Biden is very vulnerable right now. More vulnerable than Trump was. Of course, this time in Trump's presidency, we would have said it's one of the reasons I'm, I'm careful. We would have said Trump's a shoe in in December of 19. Yeah. And then COVID happened and, and every, the, the, the country went to hell. So we've got, we got, you know, the first 10 months of 2024 to, for everything to fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, you're, you're correct. Cause I mean, this, this time in, in 19, we were, well, he we won. were, we were talking about, it was going to be a, you know, that it was all, it was all wrapped up and done. And then we got to the, you know, that a runoff of Georgia, uh, you know, flipping two seats to from red to blue. And I was like, no way in hell there's over my dead body. Will that ever happen in Georgia? And man, I guess someone should have killed me because, because the unthinkable happened, man. I'm looking for some new stuff. You and I talked about this. Let's see. There's the Hill. I'm looking for something more recent than November 6th. Um, the Hill, which is, I don't know whether that's conservative, liberal. It's it's very, it's a political site. It says that, this is late November this was written. It says it will come down. Biden's re-election will largely come down to how he performs in six key battleground states in 2024. Arizona, Nevada, and Georgia are shaping up to be particularly tough contests as his poll numbers drop with once reliable constituencies, including black, Latino, and young voters. Meanwhile, full-blown battlegrounds such as Michigan and Pennsylvania are also showing signs of shifting away from Biden, fueling the sense that the Midwest, the bedrock of Biden's last victory, could be up for grabs next year. And then it dives into the six states, Arizona, Nevada, um, in Nevada, some early data shows Trump up as much as 11.11%. Um, oh, sorry, dude, my ADD, I think, kicked in. When you were reading that the first at the beginning, it was saying that uh, that Trump was losing ground in Arizona, no, no. Nevada, or Biden was losing no, ground Biden in Arizona. Is. Biden okay. Is. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Biden. I thought, I thought, I just, I needed to clarify because my brain sometimes, sometimes my brain, my brain plays tricks on me, man. A majority of Nevada voters, 54%, said they do not approve of Biden's job in office. In Georgia, which was Biden's big prize win. Here's the thing that people forget about the last election because we get hung up on the on the J6 stuff. And I'm, not yep. saying, I'm not saying we shouldn't, but whatever. You can think what you want to think about it. My, my thoughts on that change somewhat over time. But regardless, there's a lot of attention spent on J6 and on Trump making the accusations that the election was stolen and those things. If me makes makes this clear, if you take the numbers at face value, trust them all. Yep. If you choose not to, that's fine. Whatever, it's cool. For the sake of this conversation, if you believe the numbers, Biden won the election by about forty thousand votes. Because the the big margins that he ran up in California and and Washington and Oregon and those kind they don't matter. It came down like to swing college, yeah. states. It came down to swing states, and those swing states were narrow. And so uh, he barely. I think he won Georgia by thirteen thousand votes. It's crazy. I mean, it's a very small number, and you know, so so his margin for winning again is very narrow. Yeah. And so if if he sees fraying at the margins. He's done among among Hispanic voters or black voters or female voters or young voters. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't take a monumental swing for Biden to lose Georgia, for example. It just takes a fraying of the margins. It's all it takes. Yep. Or people to not be motivated to show up to vote. So, yeah, it's not even a huge dislike, but just apathetic. Uh, Biden trails. According to an Emerson College poll, Biden trails uh, Trump in Pennsylvania by 3%. Um, 
in Pennsylvania, a Quinnipiac poll showed that only 39% of voters said they have a positive view of, of Biden. That's for him. Those are very dangerous numbers. Uh, Biden won Michigan last time by less than 3%. Um, now there's a survey of Lake research, a survey done by Lake research partners. I'm looking for this. Um, they found that he's lost ground with both Arab Americans and Muslims who traditionally vote Democrat. Just 16% in a sample of 513 likely Democrats polled showed him polled support him at this point in the cycle, significantly lower than last election. An RCP Real Clear Politics polling average shows Trump leading Biden by two points in Michigan. Biden can't lose states like Michigan and win re-election. Won't happen. So it's 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 going to be a fascinating year. I mean, I mean it is. And I know we say that we said that last but, time. But, and you it know, was barring, fascinating. But barring it was fascinating some, last time. Yeah, yeah. And, and barring some sort of unexpected, unforeseen event. Pandemic, we're not going to have the same. And I don't think I, I don't think the American public would buy a pandemic right now. <laughs> At least not in the deep south, man. I mean, I mean not where we live. They, no, yeah. Maybe in other parts of the country they would, but but I think I the deep the deep South will if someone comes talking and, about pandemics, mid, they'll just say Midwest you guys, Midwest you guys, is the same way. Midwest yeah. is the same way. I mean, they they would it's it's fascinating. I mean, it really is. I mean, he's yeah, I would say all he, of middle America, middle America. So everything east of the Rockies and you know, and not on the coastline. I keep waiting. Okay, so the latest RCP average in Wisconsin has Biden leading Trump by less than one percent. He can't lose Wisconsin. He loses Wisconsin. Like Hillary Clinton lost Wisconsin. And that night that when she lost Wisconsin, you knew it, it was, was done. over. Yep. It was done. That was well, that, see, was, that the, was that was a that crazy was the fourth quarter too, touchdown man. where you go, that's it. Yeah. Well, it's like the that was the if we're gonna use football analogies, that was the the fourth and thirty one play when Alabama. Yeah. Beat Auburn in the Iron Bowl, which was I know we haven't talked football, man. That was that that last 40 seconds of football was probably the most exciting football I have seen in years. It was a blast. I loved it. I did not want to watch Breeze win that game. So I was watching <laughs> something else. And then I, I heard the screaming inside my house. Oh, dude, it was incredible. Uh it was absolutely incredible. And I I love this time of year football too. It's it's um I know we haven't even I know you've done it on other shows and we're I know we're out of time because you've got a hard stop but um it would have been fun to kind of talk all of the championship stuff and football and and talk about uh I know you're probably tired of talking about college football uh playoffs and and all that but it was it's such a it was such an interesting year this year um well, here's the amazing thing about our, our country is even in college football we now have a big conspiracy theory about was the <laughs> DFP fixed I mean it, Nobody, it, you know what it tells me? Maybe we'll tease this for next week. Next week, we'll have a fun conversation. We'll talk about football. And there's a new podcast out on the Kennedy administration that's done by, I mean, the Kennedy assassination that's done by Rob Reiner and Soledad. Oh, Brown. shoot. Okay. Really good. It's really good. What is, what is the title of it? Do you, know, uh, do you remember? Yeah, I can find it real quick. Because, um, dude, I'm going to be driving in a, in a week and, no, it's 10, uh, 10 days. I'm going to have 10 hours of windshield time, so. That would be a great podcast to listen to. Uh, it's called "Who Killed JFK." Okay, cool. I will. Uh, Rob Reiner and Soledad O'Brien. It's 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 really well done so far. You would you would. I was I was very cynical, and I've listened, and, and it's good. But maybe we'll do that. We'll talk about the fact that because I think this. I think it's interesting. And tell me, you think about this for a week and tell me whether I'm wrong. I think that post COVID and for Republicans. It goes back to 2016, post the Russian influence hoax. Yep, yep. I don't think anybody trusts anybody anymore. <laughs> Nobody. No, I'm serious. I'm totally I agree with that. I don't think people trust government entities. They don't trust government organizations. They don't trust, um, in this case, the meetings behind college, closed doors. Yeah, the yeah. college football playoff committee, which yeah, it happened behind closed doors. People are like, nope. I, you're gonna have to broadcast that thing for me to believe it. I want to see it. I want to watch it. 
I actually believe that the next time when they do this, they should have their meetings in public. They should put their meetings on ESPN too. I, I, I genuinely believe that people don't trust. And here's what's coming in November. No matter who wins, how they win, it doesn't matter. Half of the country's not going to believe the result. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I, I, if, if there was a gamble, if there was a, if Vegas put a line out on that, I'd take that in a heartbeat. Half the country. I'd take, I'd take the money line on that. I don't care what the amount is for me to win. It could be lay, lay $10,000 to win a hundred and I'd lay 10,000. It's why hundred percent would win that hundred in many ways, whether it's Trump or Biden, I'm, I we won't get this because our country's so divided, but if you care about the country and you have any hope, I'm kind of hoping for a landslide. Yeah. Where it's so big that nobody yeah. can go, well, I mean, come on. They didn't fix it that much. I mean, like if one candidate got 57.7% of the vote and that's not going to happen and won the electoral college with like 400 and something electoral points. I don't know how you could really go. Ah, oh, come on. That's fixed. Yep. You know what I mean? I that's like that. the equivalent of if you go to a football game, right. And the final score is 49 to six. And yeah, the, the refs, the refs didn't have an impact. Yeah. The fan of the team that had six points when they go, you know, that game, we didn't get a single call. You look at that person and go, are you serious? You might not have, but you also got your ass whipped. So. I mean, are you serious? <laughs> but when they go to a game and it's 28 to 27 and there was a, a phantom holding call on the last drive, they go, we yeah. lost because of officiating. And you're like, well, I mean, you also gave up this and did this and did this, but you're like, yeah, I mean, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of a thing, you know? And, and so the whole, 2020 election. I mean, there's enough smoke out there given the level of distrust that if you want to believe that the election was fixed, you can find enough stuff to talk yourself into it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, no, I agree with I'm that. Not, I'm not saying it was fixed. I, I'm not saying that at all. But if, if you're of the inclination that you want to believe it was fixed, there's enough stuff out there that you can read and watch and go, yeah, see? Yeah. You, you can find a little bit of flame. So I'm hoping smoke. Blow, I'm, I'm one way or the other. I hope it's a blowout football game in, in November. All right. We'll, uh, we'll stop there. Martin, how can people get in cool. touch with you? Uh, phone number is still the same. 601-957-0323. Uh, email us info at my argent, A-R-G-E-N-T wealth.com. And by the way, don't forget to send me uh, advertising info. Cool. For, for do the you file. have the, do you have the stuff we sent you initially? Oh, I'm supposed to send Cause you. I don't have that file. I'll send it to you. Cool, okay. dude. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Later, brother. Bye.